0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Living by faith. How many enjoyed last week receiving from the Lord? Receiving by faith. And uh, that was a a great word. We're going to continue talking about faith and You can go online, you can listen to these messages. You can't just hear them once, but you can go back and listen. And we've been, I've been doing a series on really the basics of faith and just having the understanding because that's the way the kingdom works. I mean, no, we're in the kingdom, we're in the kingdom of God. There is a king, it's King Jesus. There are laws, the the way things operate, and we, uh, we receive from our, our kingdom by faith. Say, faith. So in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe, that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now, say, impossible. You cannot please God without faith. It's one of those cannots. It's impossible to pleasing without faith. So we should get and need to have some understanding about faith. Now you got born again. You came into the family of God by faith. It was by grace through faith. Anybody remember that? Well, all the promises come the same way. It's grace is provided. And we release our faith in that grace. Grace would be God's provision, His abundant supply. Faith is us believing it and receiving it. We see here that it says, He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Now, I can see if you're in faith on this verse... Do you diligently seek him? If you're not diligently seek him, you're not actually walking in faith in this verse. Because faith is a verb. It's an action word. It has corresponding action to what believes. When you just believe, without corresponding action, it's not really faith. Full faith is believing and acting. There's action to it. And it it says here that God wants us to seek him, to diligently seek him. He's talking about relationship. He wants us involved with him. And he rewards faith. And really, when you think about that, that he rewards faith. What is faith? It's not anything that I've done to earn something. It's me relying totally and trusting in the finished work of the cross what Jesus provided for me. When he shed his blood, gave his life, took my sins, paid the debt in full, took my punishment, when I agree with that and act like that's true, I get rewarded. <laughs> what? I didn't do nothing but believe what he did. But it pleases God because he wants to bless his kids. He wants you blessed more than you want to be blessed. He wants you well more than you want to be well. He wants you to prosper more than you want to prosper. He wants you to have vision and passion for life more than the. Then you want vision and passion. He's in love with us, folks. One verse said, I I'd looked it up years ago in the, in the Hebrew, it says He was head over heels in love with us. So grace is provided. Hebrews 11 1, that's from the Amplified. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed in the senses. We talk about hope as of confident expectation of something in the future. Hope is always future tense. Faith is always present tense. Faith has it now. Hope sees it in the future. There's some things that we have no um, hope comes from the word faith comes from the word first comes hope then comes faith now there are certain things in scripture like we have a blessed hope of Jesus returning again you haven't, you're not going to get to faith on that you have no part to play in that it's going to happen Oh, I'm going to release my faith. That's going to happen next week. I'm going to write a book. Jesus is coming. No. It's a blessed hope. I have a confident expectation he's coming. But I can't make that a now. See the difference? Well, I just don't understand this. Faith business. Well, you're walking in natural faith. All of us do. You had natural faith. I didn't see anyone check their chairs out to make sure it would hold you, to hold your weight. I'm one of the few people I know that went to a restaurant. Ellen and I went to a Mexican restaurant. I sat in a chair expecting it to hold me. It did not. It crumbled underneath me. Everybody comes running over and everything and the chair's literally in pieces. It just... I said a little joke. I, I said I didn't realize I was over the weight limit for, <laughs> for this chair, but, you know, I was, I was okay. We got, uh, got a free meal out of it, so... Anyway. Now the... Another place that I have noticed that people have a lot of natural faith is at these um, rail crossing, uh, the, these crossing guards that come down at the railroad crossings. Boy, there's people who have a lot of faith that those things are going to work. So they're flying. <laughs> I guess they're going fast. I oh, never. Mind. How many realize there's natural faith? Natural faith can fail, just like that chair failed. But there is a faith in God's Word that will never, ever fail. Amen. I hope it never fails. It says that everything's being held together by the power of His Word. If it fails, everything's gone. It's like... 80 billion years from now, oh, God told a lie yesterday, boom, everything's gone. They can't lie, because he's God. So number one, we got faith is our positive response to what is already ours in Christ. Faith is not something we do to get a response from God. I went through that for years. I'd fast, I'd pray, trying to get God to do something for me that he had already promised to me. God, I want more anointing. He says, I've already anointed you. I put my spirit within you. It's up to you to get fully persuaded in that area and build your relationship with me and get the word in you. Am I saying don't seek the Lord? I'm saying yes, seek the Lord. Seek him through his word. Seek him through prayer, through praise, through worship. You seek the Lord. Something the Lord's had me do lately is... Seek him in silence. That's not the easiest thing to do. And especially when you have earbuds. I've got these ample earbuds, and one of them's missing. But by faith, they're returning. So I've got silence in one ear, and this ear is just all kinds of stuff going on. <laughs> I've heard people say through know, the years I've been serving God for 15 years I've known him, I've done this, I've done that I pray the fast I've been in church I've served, I've taken mission trips I've done all this where's God, I've got this problem well it's easy to see what the problem is the problem is you you're putting faith in your own performance your own works, it's all about him see this frees you from this struggle with faith I no longer look to me, I just stare at him. My trust is in what you did, That's good. not in what I've done. I found that my performance is kind of, it's not perfect. It took me a long time to figure it out. My performance isn't perfect. Is yours, it's not perfect. But his is perfect. I get credit for his perfect performance. All I got to do is believe and receive based on what he has done. And that grace is provided freely to us. So faith is about Jesus. The finished work is not based on our five physical senses. Faith in the feeling. Faith in, yeah, I just don't feel like anything happened after I prayed. Faith in the feeling. Now I'm one. I love the feelings when it comes, but I don't base it on feelings. Some of the greatest miracles I've ever seen, I didn't feel a thing. Fact, I was the opposite. (laughs) I'm going to. I didn't want to pray, and boom, God does a a miracle. So it's not based on that. It's not based on a smell. Faith is not a smell. Not like good smells. But faith isn't based on our five physical senses. It's based on something that is not seen. That's the word of God. It, it's the reality. That, does that thing exist out there in the unseen? It does. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It's in the spiritual realm. But you know what brings it into this realm? Our faith. There used to be an illustration they used in children's church. I I used it in here some. You take a a rope and you called it faith. You lasso a chair and and you ask the person, is that chair in your hands? Do you you have that chair? Yes, I, I have that chair. Faith pulls it into this natural realm. Kenneth Hagin, I don't know how many times he said the Lord showed him where angels were at the door with the delivery from heaven, and the people said, I guess it's not going to work. And the angel had to turn around at the door with the answer. Because sometimes it takes some time, faith endures. So faith has two components, believing in your heart, saying it with your mouth. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So the kingdom of God is accessed by faith, and faith operates by believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. That's one thing that um Ron Hart Bonnke Bonky. Said that the Lord told him that the, the problem with people uh, receiving from, from the Lord, from receiving from God, was not in their believing, but they don't speak. They won't speak it. I'm not saying you have to go to work and just speak. I'm, I'm telling you, get at home and speak it. You don't have to go around speaking what you're believing. But said so we don't speak it. And then, you know, a lot of us will speak the opposite of what the word says. God rules his kingdom. He rules it by words. I grew up in a church that God said no and maybe every blue moon yes to one of his promises. And now most of the world now is God says no, maybe Or he says, yes, no, wait, maybe. (laughs) But he's already said yes and amen. He already said yes and amen. Why is he going to change his mind? Are we going to change the word of God? He said yes and amen to the promises of God. I think we heard that last week. Where are those promises? In Christ. Yes and amen. So no word of God. Uh, it's going to fail. It always works. Number two, your problems need to hear your voice. Mark 11, 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says, say says. Says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea. Does not doubt in his heart believe those things that he Says. Will be done. He will have whatever he says. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. We're waiting for God to speak to the mountain. He's waiting for us to speak to it because he's given us authority. He's given us the name of Jesus. Well, I feel kind of foolish talking to my my wallet and my bank account. Don't feel foolish. God told you to do it. Well, go ahead and feel foolish, but do it. Just go ahead and do it until you get used to it. People will think I'm crazy. Well, don't go around speaking to your wallet in front of people. (laughs) Act like you fit in. (laughs) our <laughs> authority in the name of Jesus so faith is speaking you need to be speaking to your bones you need to be speaking to your marriage maybe you need to be speaking to your job your vision your purpose in God your world to reach them maybe you need to be speaking to your neighbor's life you need to be speaking and saying some things Most of the body of Christ thinks that God is allowing all this evil, but actually he's given us authority. And we're to rise up and take authority in the earth and bring the kingdom of God on this earth. Where's the kingdom? Inside of us. So we believe that we receive In in verse 24, therefore I say to you what things you ask when you pray believe that you've received them and you will have them. So you believe that you receive it. I don't see it though. Believe that you receive it. Now, that thing does exist. It exists in the spirit realm. It exists. In fact, there's one verse, I think it's John 14, where it said the ask, and it's actually the word demand. And when you look this thing up, and it, it infers if God doesn't have it, what you're asking for, he'll create it for you. But I don't think that's an issue since he can do whatever, beyond whatever we can think or... Imagine. So he's got it. We just got to believe that's there and pull it in with our faith. Faith says, I believe it, I have it. That's where you come to faith. I believe that I have it now. It's okay to be in hope. What do you do when you're in hope? You keep feeding on the word of God. You confess the word of God until you get to the place I know I have it now. A lot of people pray and they don't believe they have it now. They're still in hope. That's good. And sometimes you need to wait. I've known some things. I have prayed, I said, there wasn't no faith there. (laughs) No. You know when you got it. How many know what I'm saying is true? You know when you got it, when you're there. Fear runs at faith. When faith shows up, fear runs. And nothing can take it away from you. When they said, I had prostate cancer, I needed, you know, the surgery right then. And I am for doctors, love doctors. You pray and see what the Lord tells you. I didn't have a peace about this. And I fed on the word of God, on the healing scriptures. I fed on them and fed on them. And I went through, they threatened me. And they said, I said, can I be retested? They said, no way, insurance won't pay for it. I said, I'll pay for it. You can't do it here, sir. And they were just right there ugly to me. And just really let me have it. They send a certified letter home. Saying we're not responsible for your husband's death. And I wish I had intercepted it. Before Ellen got that, that letter. And just everything. And then my mom finds out. And she doesn't understand. I'm saying... Uh, but there was no pulling back. And then I'm on the internet. And I thought, oh, maybe there's a Christian urologist out there. Put it in there. There was one. I go to him. I don't tell him a thing. He runs all the tests. And I tell him afterwards what happened. He says, I tell you right now, there's not an ounce of cancer in you. Amen. Good but see, I was so full I was fully persuaded. That's how you know you have faith. You're fully persuaded. I was so fully persuaded. I don't care if I'd go in there and said, "Yeah, you got cancer." Wouldn't matter. I'm healed. I'm healed. It wouldn't matter. So, fully persuaded is a key to come in that place. And whatever it takes for you to get fully persuaded, you may have to turn TV off. You may have to do some extra time. Extra, extra time in just feeding on the Word. Don't then go, well, God, I spent this much time in the Word. I know you're going to heal me now. No. I spent this much time to rest and get the assurance and conviction of the reality of this thing that happened at the cross over 2,000 years ago. Jesus took prostate cancer for me, and I don't have to take it since He took it, and now the healing life of Jesus Christ flows in my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. The Holy Spirit is quickening my mortal body with the very life of God. Whoo! I'm healthy. I'm full of strength. My youth is being renewed. You may not know it, but I'm looking younger every day. Whew. That takes a lot of faith. so the performance of this is God's business our part is just believing what Jesus did and are we perfect at this no we have faith friends are you glad for faith friends to encourage you to be there that you can just and I'm not one of those you can never ever share I believe there's times you're the share you have a, a person there that you can Get in agreement with you. But don't share with someone that's an unbeliever. Have your faith friend. They know where you're coming from and where you're at and will stand in faith with you. Even if you're going to the doctor. Let me tell you, if you're going to the doctor, you need faith. Amen? No matter what you're doing in this life, you need faith. 1 John 5, 14, it, it talks about our confidence we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We know he hears us. We have the petition that we ask him Number three, our words have power. Scientists have found that our voice has a uh, identification to it. Fascinating. That they're actually... There, there are places that you can go in, and you can just say, "Hi," and they let you in, because it detects your voice. That it's just as powerful as fingerprints. They say that everyone's ears a little different. Your eye, your voice. But I got to thinking about the voice, when we speak, God hears it, and it's personally you. Father hears your voice. The enemy hears the voice, but the voice is the word of God spoken through you. And that word carries power when you're speaking to the enemy. But I thought how personable God is, that he actually, it's just like a a mama. You know, you have that baby, baby cries. Mama can hear baby cry out of the deepest rim sleep. Know that voice, know that sound. God is alert and always ready to hear voice. So your voice is heard by God. He recognizes your voice. Your voice identifies you in the spirit. Hebrews 3:1, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle high priest of our confession. Hebrews 4:14, 4, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast for our confession. Number four, confession. In the Greek and New Testament, means to say the same thing as. To say the same thing as. Confession of the Word of God is just saying the same thing that Jesus said, same thing that God said, saying the Word. The Word is still active and powerful, it's spirit and life. So we consider what Jesus done and we agree with God, we agree with heaven. uh, Philippians 1.6, that sharing your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. There's over 130-something scriptures about in him, in Christ, in whom. uh, 130 different scriptures about who we are in Christ. You remember we talked about how Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 4 when he said the spirit of uh, God is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel the poor. Remember when he said that? He was declaring. He was giving a confession to who he was. Jesus did it. If he did, it's good enough for us. We're to be doing it. Confessing who we are. Why? Because we got a whole lot of voices saying you're not who you say you are or you think you are. <laughs> But you are. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're pretty special. F.F. F. Bosworth. And if you never read his book, um, Christ the Healer. It's a classic. He said, nothing will establish you and build your faith as quickly as confession of God's word. Revelations twelve eleven. they overcame him by the blood and lamb and the word of their testimony. What's your testimony? It should be the word of God. Well, I just don't feel like saying I'm an overcomer, pastor. I, I woke up undercomed. <laughs> I don't feel like an overcomer. Faith is not a feeling. If you're waiting on feelings, you're not going to do confessions. If I'm waiting on feelings, I would still be in bed. We don't wait on feelings. There was a a doctor... Humans, Lillian from years ago she had uh, she was dying and the Lord spoke to her and says stop waiting on your symptoms to get better. Said you're waiting on a physical sense. All your faith is that your symptoms are going to get better and you're hindering what I'm trying to do. She said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, believe my word that you're healed right now. And she took hold of it and was healed. Amen. Words are important. Adam, remember Adam in the garden? How was he to take care of the garden? Well, he was to work. We are to work. But how was he supposed to take care of Satan? You remember the snake that came in? Was he supposed to get a wrestling match with this snake? Was he supposed to go to Eve, you know, uh, get the shovel, get the hoe? We, we, we got a problem here. Let's get this snake. Of course, this snake's walking and talking. How was Adam to deal with that? He had been given authority. He could have spoken words and told Satan to leave the earth because he had authority on earth. He could have spoken. Moses, you remember Moses? He he hit the rock one time. Water came out. What happened the next time? He was supposed to speak. Remember, speak to the rock. What did he do? He hit the rock. Did not speak. His unspoken words, we read in Hebrews, were considered unbelief. And also it mixed, it it messed up the picture that God was trying to make of the rock being Christ. And being struck one time at the cross, but then you speak to the rock, and there's an overflowing water stream that floods the people of God. And Moses was not able to go into the promised land. It said that Jesus could open his mouth and call for legions of angels on the cross, but it said he remained silent for our sakes that we would be adopted into the family and for the redemptive work to be completed, he remained silent. But he was silent where we could open up our mouths and speak the mighty name of Jesus that every knee should bow, every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. We can speak that name. You need to be speaking that name. Earbuds come in Jesus' name. I'm telling you to get here in the name of Jesus. (laughs) And in closing, number five, faith is relational. Galatians 5, 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. So faith works by love. The Greek word there for works means to be active, efficient, effective, fervent, and to be mighty. Faith has to have love involved to be effective, to be fervent. Faith without love is inactive. It's not mighty. And Amplified says it. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, counts for anything, but only faith activated, energized, and expressed and working through love. We could say that love is involved in our believing. I think that's a fair statement, that love is involved. Faith is active by love or through love. If love is involved, then relationship's involved. What's that relationship? It's our relationship with God. It's a relationship with him. See, if I don't understand his love for me, if I don't, if you don't understand the motives of a person, you can become suspicious. It's hard to trust someone that you know they're not for you. But when you understand how much he loves you, that's what makes faith operate. I know I'm loved. I know even when I mess up, I'm loved. I know he's got me. That helps me endure during that time. I'm waiting. I know I'm loved. I know Father knows best. And see, something happens to your heart when you start. This is a relationship. It becomes personal. I'm in love with my Father. You know, my mom died in 2019, my dad in 2020, but I'm so glad I have a father, God. So glad. It's a personal thing. Faith is different for every person, there's no formula. God knows how to work with each of us, but it's a personal thing. But all of a sudden, I start valuing His Word. It's priority because I know Father knows best. He loves me. He knows what's best for me. And he says, forgive all. And I say, Lord, everyone but my ex-wife. There's no asterisk in there. But see, I know he... Father loves me. He knows what's best for me. It's best for me. Lord, I can't do this in my own strength. He said, good. Get a hold of my grace. God, your grace. He said, I want you to start praying for. Lord. Bless. Bless her. Awful, crazy prayers. Shortest prayers you ever seen. But it changed. And I made a choice. I forgive, I release all. And you've heard my story. That's when I heard the Lord speak to me and say, Hey, Bob. When he said, Hey, Bob, I experienced the love of God. I want to say it was liquid love poured over me that nothing's come close to it. His love was so strong. I stayed up the whole night basking in him. This was on me for two or three days. I just I went to work that Friday and I'm just like a love machine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about. Jesus, no filter, just a nut. Would I have done it different? Yes. I mean, the first thing I go to my best friend, I tell him, say, I got to tell you what happened to me. And I tell him, and he looks at me like, you are, you are weird. That was the look, you are weird to the ninth degree. <laughs> and he starts to say, I know you've been through, you know, this divorce. you felt a lot of change and I said no. I'm laughing in <laughs> Well anyway that that day goes by. <laughs> I come in that Monday morning and he is like I was Friday. I said, what in the world? He said, come here, i got to talk to you. And so he was a a Baptist. And he said, my preacher was uh, preaching the Sunday school. He was teaching the Sunday school. And one of the questions that was asked at the end, the Lord ever spoken to you? And he said, yes. And the lady said, what did he say to you? Hello, Wilbur. I had my best friend back. <laughs> Isn't God good? But I'd hear different things. Giving, tithing. I'm going, I can't pay attention now. I'm so broke. Or what's the joke? I was pulled. I couldn't say, put the R in it because I was too broke. (laughs) And it came to, I don't care. I'm going to do the word of God. Because Father knows best. So I gave. Had bills to pay. I'm dying anyway. It didn't line up on paper at all. Our lights go out. That's a little embarrassing if you work for light, gas, and water. <laughs> Ellen and I were in perfect agreement, you know. Lights go out, so, so be it. They, they go out. I go to work the next day. And I don't know how, how, it was like a whirlwind how this happened. But my pay increased the next day. I think it was $400 a month. I wasn't doing increase. You don't get increases like that when you work for, it's a set time and a set rate. How many know what I'm talking about? A few, okay. And God, and so I go down and had the lights turned on then. well maybe his stuff works (laughs) but I was convinced my heart opened so much to him that I wanted everything I wanted to be a part of what he's doing it's not a legalistic thing for me to tithe or give I want to I I love to I want to be a part of what God's doing I want to bless amen and that's the way way it, it gets when you fall in love with him I'm falling deeper and deeper. I'm a lost, no, I would say I'm a lost cause as far as falling in love. Whew. Man. Do this to me all. <laughs> I feel this love right now. Just raise your hands for a second. Let God love you on you a moment. Stop beating yourself up. He's not beating you up. He's in love with you. He loves you so much. There's nothing that you can do bad enough to keep him from loving you. He's there for you, he loves you with uh, everlasting love. The closest thing we find from the word is the, the relationship between the husband and wife. That deep love. Or the love that, you know, your life changed when you had kids and you saw Father different. He loved you. Father, I pray for every person here that we would know your love and that our faith would work by love, that it would be active, that, Lord, we would speak your word, that we would speak to the mountains, to the problems, that we would not just be going through the motions. We'd be fully engaged in living a passionate life of faith we refuse Lord we refuse to be offended we refuse unforgiveness if you never accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life I'm going to give you opportunity right now he loves you And he's asking you right now to come and be his. To accept him as Lord. Let God be your father. He knows what's best for you better than you know. He has a plan for you. He has a vision for you. He knows what you were created to do. He wants you to be a part of his family. No one looking around. If there's anyone in this place, just slip your hand up and say, that's me. I need Jesus. Anyone here? Or maybe you've accepted the Lord, but you know you need to get right with him right now. You've been not walking with him and living for him. And you want to get right. Anyone that fits that. Just lift your hand. Thank you Lord. And maybe you're online watching. And one of these two areas fits you. It's a a tug of the spirit of God. What you're feeling is God's spirit pulling on you. To come to him. To come to him. You're saying, what will I be leaving behind? You'll be leaving behind death. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about the goodness of God being a part of your life. You think you'd be leaving behind a lot, but those friends that you're thinking about that you know you'd have to leave are not really your friends. They're not for you. And right now, you can choose make that decision yes yes just say just say this prayer dear Jesus thank you for dying for me for going to the cross taking my sins I ask for this new life I want to live this life of faith I want to live for you Come and be my Father, God. Come and be my Savior, Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill me up that I can live this life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now there's a place that you can fill out online and we'll have a record what you've done. We'll have some counselors in just a minute. Now you have a couple um, confessions here let's let's stand up we'll turn the lights on. I had too much stuff to say, but we're going to do this anyway. <laughs> And, and you can make your own confessions. Make it what fits you. This is just something I put together. And uh, let's just say it together. I confess I'm a part of the body of Christ. I live and move and have my being in Christ. I'm seated in Christ at the right hand of Father God. I'm called to be the light of the world. I refuse to allow darkness to have any power or control over my thoughts, my imaginations, my emotions, my words or actions. I walk in the light as he is in the light. I choose to be a hearer and doer of the word. I choose to live by faith in the finished work of the cross, which pleases Father and brings glory to Jesus. I choose to yield and manifest God's nature, his love, forgiveness, mercy, righteousness, and goodness. I'm a faithful ambassador bringing love and truth to the lost and dying world. I bring heaven to earth by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love you, Lord, with all my heart, soul, and strength, always giving you praise, worship, honor, and adoration.